everybody. Welcome to the Hidden Gem Podcast. We are really excited today to be doing a special Christmas episode. Normally on this show, we like to take one of the streaming services and give you five selections of what you can uh, watch that's a little bit deeper than the big names, uh, films, and shows that are on there. Uh, but today we're doing something a little different. We're going all across all the different streaming services and we are talking about uh, films that are holiday themed and we're not necessarily sticking too close to the Hidden Gems theme. This is just sort of a fun bonus episode where we're talking Christmas, Christmas films. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner. Ryan's here. Uh, hey, Rachel. So great to be with you once again and so great to be with all of you during this, the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, busted out the old ugly sweater for, uh, for yeah. the occasion, which is also repping my uh, my alma mater, the Emory-Riddle Aeronautical University, go Eagles! <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, this is this is like my favorite time of the year. I have been uh, I've been listening to Christmas music. I think twenty five hours a day and about eight days a week. So nice. So there's that. I even found a gym mix of 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 Christmas songs. I'm I'm slightly obsessed. In case you couldn't tell, but yeah, the season the season is all around us, and I know that. This year is going to be a very unusual Christmas, but I, I wish nothing but the best to all of you. And here's to hoping you all use this time to spend it with loved ones. I mean, in a safe manner, of course, and yeah. just take the time to be thankful and grateful for this beautiful time, because no matter what happens in the world, I think Christmas is a beautiful time of the year, no matter who says otherwise. Right. Yes. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. We're so glad to be here. It has been a wild uh, month, a couple months for me, and uh, it's I'm almost done. I'm almost finished. It's so exciting. <laughs> I've only got uh, like something like a dozen more uh, holiday films to watch. Only four more from Hallmark, which is just so exciting. Almost did it. Yes. And, uh once you're done watching them, once you're done watching them, you're going to have full control over the Oasis. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a Ready Player One reference for everybody. I know, I haven't even read Ready Player Two yet. It's been I've so been busy. meaning to. I've been trying to rent it from the library and it keeps getting checked out. So I oh. guess I'll just have to reserve it. I have it on audiobook to listen to in January. It'll be, it'll be coming up. Don't worry. But uh, but yeah, I it's been it's been a weird holiday season because I've been getting all these screeners for the awards prestige flicks and all of these holiday flicks, and so I feel like I'm like whiplash back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, so <laughs> that's an interesting experience. Uh, yeah, um, I, I I can just imagine. It's like <laughs> it's like going from. Uh, it's like going from soft and fluffy kind of holiday movies to yeah. like serious period pieces and oh, dramas. Yeah. It's, I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of whiplash. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So yeah, well, this is going to be fun to talk about our favorite holiday films. And have you gotten the chance to watch any holiday films this, uh, this season? Uh, or have you, st you stuck mostly to your music listening? Uh, mostly music, but um, I, uh, but my mom and I have a definite date to watch Home Alone, so uh, yes. that's something that we do every year. My dad and I have a definite date to sit down and watch the Alistair Sim uh, Christmas Carol, which is one of the few movies that it can actually make me cry, especially the ending part where he says, 
Can you forgive an old fool who has had no eyes to see and no ears to hear for this, for this whole time? And that's a paraphrase, but yeah. it's still, still excellent. And so, and then my of course, brain for my list, I think. <laughs> and then, and then of course on Christmas Eve, my dad and I are going to watch a Christmas story. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah. we, so I definitely have, definitely have my regular, my regular schedule all planned out. And then, <clears throat> And then all through Christmas Day, my dad and I are just going to watch Holiday Inn and one of the movies on my list that I'll be talking about. Spoiler alert for that. I didn't plan (laughs) it, but it just so happens to be on Netflix. So there it is. All right. Well, let's dive in. So my first suggestion, my first pick is from HBO Max, and it's to watch Christmas Eve on Sesame Street. And you might think, what? How are you watching Sesame Street as an adult with no children? Yes, I am. And yes, I love this. It's so charming. I love there. There's kind of a Bert and Ernie gift of the Magi plot line where uh, Bert gets Ernie a box for his paper collection by selling his rubber ducky. And Ernie gets Bert... Oh, wait, no, I got that mixed up. Ernie gets Bert a box for his paper clip collection, sells his rubber duck, ducky, and Bert gets Ernie <laughs> a dish soap for his rubber ducky by selling his paper clip collection. <laughs> that's like a very, Christopher very. Nolan, that's like a Christopher <laughs> Nolan level gift exchange right yeah, there. Yeah, and Mr. Hooper makes everything right in the end. It's very sweet. And they sing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, which is my favorite Christmas song. It's the best. And then you have Big Bird that he is worried because Oscar tells him that Santa's not going to be able to get down the chimney because he's too fat. And so (laughs) Big Bird gets very upset and he goes missing because he's trying to figure it out how Santa gets down the chimney. It's so cute. And the whole street is worried. Where's Big Bird? And uh, so... It's just the best. I, I I genuinely love it. I think it is so sweet and the music is really good. And uh, yeah, I, I think everybody should watch it. Yeah, I've never really been a big Sesame Street person, not out of any just bias or anything. I just never really, never really, uh, never really got into it. I actually, another one of my favorites that I watch around this time of year is uh, A Muppet Family Christmas, which, mm, that uh, one's a good one. Yeah. which is, which is excellent. And one of the only movies to feature the Muppets, the Muppet Babies, uh, yeah. and the cast of Fraggle Rock all in one movie. So it's like yeah. all of Jim Henson's And creation. Sesame Streets, they're all in there. Yeah. It's like all of Henson's creations all in one movie. All we needed yeah. was Davey, David Bowie from Labyrinth and the cycle <laughs> would have been complete. Yeah. I mean, Labyrinth yeah. came out the same year, so it would have worked. <laughs> At least the music would have been yeah. awesome. The, that one is really, really fun. Definitely underappreciated. And Jim Henson actually appears in that, which is fun. Yeah, for a, cameo. A, for a brief cameo, he's helping out the Swedish chef. <laughs> yeah. And in the Christmas Eve on Sesame Street, I forget her name, but I I have vivid memories of the the woman on Sesame Street who was deaf. And they do in, uh, I, of course, not vivid enough to remember her name, unfortunately. But, uh, but anyway, they do a whole musical number, Keep Christmas With You, 
all to with sign language added in. It's really, really fun. I remember that, enjoying that. So, all right, what's your first pick? So my first pick is, it is from Netflix and it is one of my personal favorites. It's called White Christmas. Yeah. Uh, this, this is one of the greatest Christmas movies that I feel like nobody talks about. I think people talk more about the song that it's based off of rather than the actual movie. And I mean, it's a great song, don't get me wrong, but mo most people forget there's actually a pretty great movie attached to it. Uh, it was directed by Michael Curtis, who directed the best Robin Hood movie ever, The Adventures of Robin Hood, starring my man, Errol Flynn. So he, he's just awesome at what he does. And it tells the story of Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye, who have a successful song and dance troupe, and they decide to go and cheer up their former, their former general because they served in World War II and they, uh, and they love their general very much. So they're in the same neighborhood. So they're like, hey, let's go surprise the general. But it turns out the general runs a hotel that is, that's fallen on hard times. So, so the two decide, you know what? Let's just fix it up for him, and that'll be our Christmas gift to him. Um, with a movie such as, with a movie starring Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye, you can expect two things, great singing and great dancing. And this movie has both in like great abundance. If I had to tell you to go look up one song from the movie, it would be, uh, well, other than White Christmas, that is. It would be the Counting My Blessings song. Yeah, uh, it's it's a song say. that it it's not necessarily Christmas themed, but it definitely applies to Christmas and just in general life. I search it out all the time when I feel really really sad and stuff. And and Bing Crosby is of course he had a golden voice, so he makes it all work. And he's like, When I am tired and I can't sleep, I count my blessings instead of sheep, and I fall asleep counting my blessings. And it's just, oh, thank you, thank Very you. Very good. It's just, <laughs> it's just an amazing song, and it's an incredibly touching story. And it's on Netflix, so yeah. you you all have no excuse not to watch it now. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a complete classic. Okay, I, I do think if I was going to nitpick it, some of the musical numbers go on a little bit too long. Like the, uh, the, um, uh, the minstrel sequence. Sister. Goes on so long. Sister. I love sisters. Absolutely. <laughs> love sisters. And, uh, the, I think the ending is really sweet and, and yeah, it has a lot of great songs. You know, gee, I wish I could be in the army. Those urban Irving Berlin songs are so good. You got a whole song about snow, 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 snow. Wouldn't it be fun if we, yeah. And uh, it's, yeah, it's delightful. It, what's interesting about this movie is they had basically two, two actors hired for the singing and two actors hired for the dancing. <laughs> and if you watch Rosemary Clooney in particular, almost any, uh, almost all the dancing numbers with her in them, like, gee, I wish I was in the army. She has some kind of covering over her, <laughs> guiding her. And uh, that's because she was not a good dancer. And, uh, and uh, Vera, uh, Vera Ellen, who had, uh, who was the dancer, uh, uh, that she, um, 
that she she was uh, she was dubbed because her singing wasn't very good, and there, and Rosemary Clooney would say that it's too bad they can't dub my dancing. <laughs> they can't dub her singing. Um, and uh, you know, Rosemary Clooney is George Clooney's aunt. And uh, so, you know, there's all kinds of connections there. And I guess one year people would always ask her to sing uh, for, you know, Christmas and the holidays and whatever. And one year for, uh, for Christmas, she sent everybody uh, <laughs> recordings of her singing at Easter parade. <laughs> I think it's funny. Um, but yeah, I love it. It's, it's a classic. I mean, come on. What do you think? <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Mary Wicks is in there as the sort of cantankerous, uh, in owner you've got great performance uh by uh i forget his name but the general is really great and yeah and uh, and his daughter and his daughter is great in there too mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. dean jagger was the actor's name yeah he's really good and so there we go that is a very very good choice okay so my next choice so my next choice is uh, one of my beloved made-for-TV movies. This is one of my favorites. If you listen to the Hallmark Kids podcast, you've heard a lot about Christmas Perfection. This is on available on Hulu. And I think that this movie is really fun. It's about a girl who wants everything to be perfect, but her family keeps letting her down. And uh, she has kind of a, a not very good Thanksgiving uh, where nothing goes right, the meal isn't right, the, her parents are fighting, they're divorced, her her boss who she has a crush on doesn't notice her, she has her BFF who of course is in love with her, uh, but she's, you know, she's kind of not happy about that, she's not happy about him, and so she makes a wish uh, that she could spend Christmas in an Irish village, because her mother was from Ireland and would tell stories about how perfect Ireland was. So the next morning she wakes up, in her Irish Christmas village and everything is perfect and she can eat as much as she wants. And uh, you know, every day is Christmas and her boss is now her boyfriend in this Irish town. And what could possibly uh, go wrong? Yeah. (laughs) And what's interesting, I think about it is not only is it hilarious because she starts to become like progressively unglued the more time she spends in everyday Christmas, but <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, but also <laughs> I like it that everybody in her life in the Irish Christmas village is behaving the way she wants them to behave. Right. And she realizes that she misses who they really are. And that maybe her idea of perfection is actually not so great. And so it has a nice message to it. And it's also just really funny. Like there's this whole scene where she flips out at this little girl who's giving her a gingerbread cookie. She's like, ah, and the girl starts crying and it's funny. And part of her like perfect Christmas day is this, she, uh, each day she gets to pick out a sweater that's knit for her. And she gets to pick out the colors and everything like that. And, and by the end, she's like, it's like black with like, and they're like, well, we had to throw in some gold to make it festive or whatever. And I, I just think it's really funny. And I, I like Caitlin Thompson as the lead. I actually got to interview James Henry Thomas and Robbie Silverman, who were the other leads, and they were so nice. 
and I just love it. I think it's a sweet, funny, heartfelt Christmas movie. Uh, it's actually filmed in Ireland, and it's one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I was. I had never heard of this one, and I was looking it up, and it was. This was directed by the same guy who directed a movie called The Jesse Ventura Story, which I absolutely despise. It's one oh. of the most inaccurate biopics Uh-oh. that I have ever seen, but I'll save that rant for another time because this is this is Christmas time and we're supposed to be having a little bit of fun. But th- but I was looking at the guy who directed this and it was like, and he's directed episodes of Miami Vice, Smallville, Supernatural. I mean, it's, it's mm. like, it's well, like a bunch of Hallmark movies. Right. Yeah. Like it, some of the acting is not the best it, and it has some, you know, TV movie budget things, but the script is what's most important in any movie. And the script is really funny here, in my opinion. And it has that heart of, uh, of her sort of realizing that she, especially with her parents, her realizing that them together and being all perfect, that she misses the real them even though the real them is them fighting, hating each other. So I think that's, there's something there. So that's my suggestion. Then what do you have next? So my next choice is, is on both Amazon and Canopy. I was actually looking through, uh, I was looking through both and I found this movie on both services. Uh, it's called The Man Who Invented Christmas. Uh, this is, uh, this is, this is a movie about the creation of the Christmas Carol, the classic novel written by Charles Dickens, uh, and it stars Dan Stevens as uh, as Dickens. And to make a long story short, it basically covers him writing the book, coming up with the character of Ebenezer Scrooge, and and this was actually a very, I think this is a very underrated movie from 2017. Uh, I I remember going to the theater to see it and I was like one of the only people there. Maybe there was a couple if my recollection serves me right. And I was walking out of there like, wow, that was actually surprisingly good. And uh, Dan Stevens does make the movie. I think he is, uh, I think he does give a very good performance in there. And just seeing him cr- try and create A Christmas Carol and it's, and and just try and put pen to paper of he has a rough idea and he's trying to spin it and try and make make something of it out of the raw the raw clay that's inside his head and when you see the finished product it's like you feel great satisfaction from it and so i i think this movie is very underrated and and a bit overlooked so i definitely think people should check it out yeah, I agree. I think it is underrated, uh, and I don't know why it it didn't get the play that a holiday film might typically get in 2017. I I enjoyed it very much. I you know you can't beat having Christopher Plummer be Scrooge uh, in the in those sequences, and Dan Stevens is always good. I'll never quite forgive him for leaving Lady Mary, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, but yeah, now I'm actually going to be reviewing this for Family Movie Night coming up. So uh, if uh, you want to hear more of my thoughts on The Man Who Invented Christmas, that's coming up next week. So it'll be fun to revisit it because that's one of the, the kind of the bummers about my life as far as film critic, but particularly during the holidays, is that I just don't have time to rewatch very much. Uh, f- and so 
uh, it's nice for family movie night or some of these other things. Uh, like I, I got to watch Anna and the Apocalypse uh, because I was on um, Ashley at the Movies, their podcast this month. And I wouldn't have had time to do that if I wasn't on that podcast. And, and you just don't get the time to rewatch things as much as you'd like as a film critic. Yeah, well, when Hallmark gives you about 12 million Christmas movies <laughs> yeah, to watch, you right. got to put some stuff on the back burner, I suppose. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So good choice. Good choice. Okay, so my next pick is called The Snowman. This is an animated short. It was Oscar nominated animated short. And uh, it's, uh, it tells the story of Raymond Briggs. Uh, there's a picture book accompanied and it's a poem about him as a child making this snowman and then the snowman comes alive. And it's uh, uh, about a half hour long. It's just really sweet and lovely. And I think it's way better than Frosty the Snowman. Uh, and you can watch it on uh, Tubi, Tubi service, so. Wow, hot take there. Yeah. Hot, <laughs> hot take about something that's made out of snow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, it's pretty simple but i really do enjoy it it's very sweet yeah i was actually i was actually thinking about recommending this one too because i thought i had seen it and it turns out i never did and i was looking it up and it turns out the snowman is actually the snowman or david bowie is involved in this and uh, i was thinking to myself a snowman voiced by david bowie that sounds surprisingly excellent i don't know if he does voice the voice the snowman but there that is um see, i didn't even realize he was in it there you go huh he he's doesn't have very much dialogue he's credited on imdb as older james oh yeah well, he must be the narrator i remember there was this uh there was this commercial with this version of the snowman it was for this beer called iron brew i'm not uh -huh. sure if you've heard of it but uh but it was uh, it was in this animation style, but it was it was for this UK beer called Iron Brew, and I oh. I like watching Christmas commercials around this time of year. Yeah. Don't ask me why. It just they they have such a unique like thing about them. Everything from the from the Apple one about two years ago with Frankenstein, and and he has like the the bulbs in his in his neck, and he attempts to sing "There's No Place Like Home for the Holidays" and stuff like that. I, I just love Christmas commercials. And so when you said the snowman, I was like, oh yeah, that commercial. But it turns out it was a whole other short. So I'll have to check mm. that. Yeah, I really, I, I think I remember that ad. Um, so I guess David Bowie's in the re-released version. So there's two oh. versions. And I think he probably just does the narration because there isn't any dialogue in the movie. And uh, so, but it's beautiful, sweet little short so i think people would enjoy it so what do you have next so my next choice and this is going to be a bit of a stretch when it comes to the whole hidden gem thing but I, because i think everybody has seen this movie at least once it's a muppet christmas carol it's on disney plus mm -hmm. and what do i have to say about this movie that hasn't been said by a lot of people i just i think this movie is is really good my favorite version of A Christmas Carol is still the 1951 version with Alistair Sim, but this this definitely ranks up there. Uh, Michael Caine is, is Ebenezer Scrooge, and he is 
and he's great in this and all of the Muppets have just are just really good in here. Uh, Kermit is Bob Cratchit, and Miss Piggy is uh, is Mrs. Cratchit, and that that dyna- that dynamic is really mm-hmm. well done. And my favorite scene in the movie is when, after all all the things Scrooge has gone through, he finally goes to the Cratchit house, and uh, and he's now a changed man, but he but Bob Cratchit only knows him as being you know. Ebenezer mm-hmm. Scrooge so he knocks on the door and in his Scrooge voice and he's like Bob Cratchit and and Cratchit's like and he opens up the door and he's like yes Mr. Scrooge sir and, and my <laughs> bad Kermit, Kermit impression no you do it pretty good I think. And, and 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 Scrooge is about to tell him I'm going to give you a raise and stuff and then Miss Piggy just lays into him like well let me tell you something <laughs> you have abused my husband for the last time and Scrooge is like, I'm giving your husband a raise. And she goes on for a few seconds. And she's like, what? And, and, and Scrooge is like, yeah. I'm giving your husband a raise. It's such a great scene. It, Miss Piggy always has, has the best timing. I mean, or, I guess yeah. Yeah. Jim Henson. But Miss Piggy always had the best timing. And just yeah. what, what I love about the movie is that Michael Caine or any of the actors, I'm like, I'm working with puppets. What am I doing here? No, they actually... They don't look down upon everything. They treat everything like, oh, this is the world we're in and let's just work yeah. with it. Yeah, he and- plays it totally straight, which is what you have to do. And the movie actually has quite a bit of actual text from the novel in the the movie for something that seems so uh, different than the, the novel. It actually, because they have Dickens as Gonzo, uh, and so they actually include quite a bit of the real, the real dialogue, uh, and I think that's really fun. And and I like that it's Marley and Marley. We're Marley <laughs> and Marley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know how do you feel about uh, there's a version with the romantic love song, sad song from Belle, and the version without. Which do you prefer? I honestly had no idea there was a different uh, version with a romantic theme. Uh, uh, yeah, there's this whole the, the Love is Gone song, and she sings it. And I actually prefer it without because I, I even just this week, there was a whole article about, oh, here's the, the forgotten love song is back or whatever. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if it needs to be back. <laughs> I think we liked. I think we liked it when it went away. <laughs> yeah, it's too long and it's not the best song, and it's just too drab for the movie. I think, and so I think it's probably best to to, to leave it alone. Personally. Well, with well, with all due respect, I think I'd like to look it out anyway, just to try yeah. and see which which version is better. Again, with all due respect. Yeah, if you have the uh, if you or you can find the DVD they have both versions on there but uh, but yeah it's one of my favorites you know, I always try to watch it on christmas eve if possible because there's the whole song about christmas eve uh, after all there's only one more sleep till christmas right. so good all right well mine is definitely not a hidden gem my next one it's one of the most famous christmas movies ever made but hey we're playing fast and loose this week. So I'm talking about Home Alone and you can watch this on Disney Plus. 
and uh, Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. But Home Alone is, is one of my favorite movies, not just one of my favorite Christmas movies. Home Alone is the first movie that I ever really remember laughing hard at. This came out when I was just about to turn 10 uh, in, the theater, in the theaters. And I was actually in California visiting my grandparents and for a special trip. And we went to see Home Alone and I was just dying laughing. I thought it was the funniest movie I'd ever seen. And I still think it's super funny, but I also think now as an adult that it's very sweet. And I, I, it's very empowering for kids, the idea of being able to be a, uh, alone and protect the house and, and get all the groceries and do the laundry and all the stuff that Kevin does, at least certainly for an independent kid like I was, the whole idea is very, very, very empowering. And uh, I, I, there's a lot of really funny, cute scenes. Like I love when he steals the, the toothbrush <laughs> and he's freaking out, that's funny. And I also, you know, love Catherine O'Hara as his mom. She's, she's the, kind of the worst, but she tries so hard to get home. And she meets up with John Candy, who's hilarious. And I don't know, I just, I just love it. I think it's sweet, the whole relationship between the old man and his daughter that Kevin helps with. And him realizing that he actually does miss his, his parents after all and wishes them back because at first he thinks he got rid of his parents <laughs> it's all family i so, made my family disappear that's right and john williams music uh, which i think it's, it's one of the more underrated john williams themes but i really love it and uh, so yeah it's one of my all-time favorite movies is home alone i love it yeah home alone i've never wasn't that didn't Terrence Malick direct that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm just kidding. Yeah, the, this movie I, I think I've seen roughly about a hundred million times. I could probably <laughs> I could probably quote it all off the top of my head, but but yeah, it's a classic for a reason. And and like every human being on this earth has probably seen it at least once or twice. It's yeah, it's a staple. And even if you take away all the nostalgia and all the all the warm and fuzzy memories from it. This movie is still very well made with by people who are working yeah. at the very top of their game. Director Chris Columbus, writer John Hughes, yeah. Macaulay Culkin, uh, John Candy is in there as uh, the Polka King of the Midwest who is depressingly underused in this movie. Uh, yeah, it's just a cameo, an ex like an extended cameo. I Yeah, and Joe Pesci, hilarious. Who in, the, <laughs> who in the same year as this movie was in Goodfellas. And yeah. after this, he would win an Oscar for Goodfellas. So, like, <laughs> 1990 was peak John, er, John Pesci. Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's just a really fun concept for kids. And, and I think that kids are a lot more capable than we give them credit for. I think that, uh, what do you figure he's, what is he, 11? 10, 11, something like that in the movie. I thought, and I think, I think, or is he younger than that? I think Buzz says, I, I think Buzz, when he does the whole, when he does the whole scene where, where, where the sister is like, Kevin's home alone. What are we going to do? And Buzz is like, having a few days alone is going to be fine for him. And yeah, and, yeah. And in that scene, right. I think he says something like he's either 10 or 11. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think that most kids, if you 
you know, gave them some money and the space they would, they figured out, they would do fine. But we think they're so helpless. Especially nowadays. Yeah, right. With apps and stuff, they could just get, they could just get everything Grubhub delivered. (laughs) So. As as I say all the time, kids are bulletproof. I mean, Mm -hmm. not, not literally, but like mentally. Yeah. So I, it's, it's like I said, one of my favorites. So what's your next pick? So my next pick is an, technically an episode of a TV show, but it's, uh, it's the Doctor Who Christmas special from 2005 called The Christmas Invasion. Mm-hmm. So throughout this year, my friend and I who lives in, my friend who lives in Maine, uh, he has turned me on to Doctor Who. It's on HBO Max, all of the seasons since the 2005 reboot. And as of this recording, we are halfway through season two. We just got done with the Cyberman uh, two-parter, and I am now a Doctor Who fan. Like this show is awesome. It's uh, uh, I uh, and the Christmas Invasion was the ending of Christopher Eccleston's time as the Doctor, and the first episode of David Tennant as uh, as the Doctor. And when I first watched this, I was like, I'm not sure if I'm gonna like this because Christopher Eccleston was awesome as the Doctor, and and I was thinking they're going to change him. I'm like, oh dear. But then David Tennant is on screen for like 10 seconds. I'm like, okay, I like this guy. And mm-hmm. not only that, but I think this whole episode is just really, really well done. It's got a great little subplot between Rose and uh, Rose and Mickey. Uh, the villains, the Sycoraks are legitimately, uh, are legitimately terrifying. And there's a great final battle at the end where the doctor who has just been, I want to say recharging for the entire episode finally kicks on and turns on all of his doctorisms. And it is beautiful to watch. Uh, I, I don't think this is the greatest episode of doctor who I've ever seen. I think that would probably I think that probably have to be the Dalek two parter from season one, at least as much as I've watched. That's a good one. This is a, this is a really entertaining uh, Christmas special and one that's going to be in my repertoire. Yeah, we'll have, maybe we'll have to have you on for our Doctor Who recaps, new season starting soon. Uh, we have the New Year's special coming up, which is going to be very fun. And the last uh, season really ended on a sour note. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm still very much, my, me and my friend, we're still very much in the tenant years and we have a long way to go. So Please yeah. don't flood the comments section with opinions on Jodie Whittaker because I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, I haven't heard good it's things, true. but I try to make my own mind on stuff. So I'm just, I'm going to yeah. give her a chance once I get there because yeah. I've, I've still got Matt Smith. I've still got Peter Capaldi. Yeah. And then yeah. we get to Whittaker. I, I've liked her in general. I, I think the main problem I've had is with the writing the last season, but I'll, I won't get into all of that. But anyway, I'm pretty excited for the New Year's special. Um, that's always fun. I mean, it's it's kind of a bummer we don't get the Christmas special this year, New Year's special instead. But whatever. And uh, so I'm, you know, looking forward to that. And uh, we've done me and my friend Jonathan have reviewed, uh, have done episode recaps for ten, season ten, season eleven, season twelve, and then we'll do in the next season. And, uh, and then, uh, we also did season one. So now we got to eventually one of these days, we have to do season two. <laughs> We're so behind, but, uh, but 
Yeah, it's it's a great show. It's a really, really, really good show. I, I mean, I started to watch Star Trek and I just could not get into it. And you know me with sci-fi, it's a little touch and go. But the thing that's great about, about Doctor Who compared to all these other shows is that every episode, it feels almost like a different show. Some of them you're going back in history, which are some of my favorite episodes when they go back in history. Uh, and uh, there's a really great episode where they, uh, where they go and meet Charles Dickens. And that one's really fun. There's all just different ones like that. Um, but then there's also sort of more horror based ones, which I really think are fun. Then there's the real sci-fi ones, which aren't as fun for me, but they're fine. Uh, of course, Jonathan, my friend loves those episodes. Those are his favorites. <laughs> uh, and there's monster movie kind of ones. There's just everything. And so every week when you turn in, you get something different from the show. And I think that's what makes Doctor Who way better than all these other shows. Yeah. And something that I've immediately picked up watching like a season and a half of it is that like to kind of bounce off of your point, Rachel, is that Doctor Who can be very serious, but also can be very lighthearted. It can be dark and it can also be light. And it yeah. pulls it all off just brilliantly. Like Christopher Eccleston could go from like the most dangerous person in the galaxy to like someone you'd like to go to the pub and get a pint with for all of our British viewers out there. And David Tennant, the the few episodes that I've seen him in is very is very much more cerebral. He's I have a feeling he's more of a lover than a fighter, but when he does need to get down and dirty, he certainly does. And as far as a historical episode goes, one of my favorites was Tooth and Claw from the uh, from season two, episode three, which my friend and I just watched. And uh, that had Queen uh, Queen Elizabeth in there. She makes the Doctor a knight and then immediately boots him off the planet, which <laughs> was a bit of a bit of a whiplash from, hey, you're one of us now, now get out. And then immediately <laughs> she's like, we need to police this doctor once and for all. Start up Torchwood. And so, so spin off, the spinoff seeds are planted. But yeah, yeah, the show's awesome. And like, like I said, my friend and I just got done with the Cyberman episode and uh, looking forward to see what happens next. Very cool. Very good recommendation. All right. Next, uh, my last choice is uh, Angela's Christmas Wish. And I just reviewed this on this channel for Family Movie Night. So make sure you check out that video. I'll put a link in the description. I won't talk too much about it because it's all there. But this is an animated short. It's a sequel to Angela's Christmas from 2018, I think. And I loved that short and I loved this, loved the animation, love the whole message. Uh, they're trying to get their father back who's gone over to Australia and how are they going to do it? First, they're gonna to try to dig to Australia and, <laughs> and it's, it's so cute. And I loved, I, there's a scene that very much emotionally pays off to me that had my, my mouth a little agape at it. Like it worked so well for me emotionally. And uh, it's, it's a very, very, very sweet uh, animated shorts. And I think that's such a, an important part of Christmas and the Christmas season is animated shorts, animated specials. So that's my last pick. What's your last pick? So my last choice is from 2012. It's a DreamWorks movie. And this is kind of a, this is a bit of a, this is kind of on the borderline because this movie involves a lot of the legends like Sandman and the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus and all that. But 
it still takes place on and around Christmas, so I'm choosing to count it. It's Rise of the Guardians. If if any of you saw my DreamWorks video, or if any of you saw my video on my top five favorite DreamWorks movies, this was among my list. And I jokingly said, did everyone forget about this movie? And I think everybody did, because this movie is secretly just, it's, it's awesome. It's got a great cast. Uh, Hugh Jackman voices the Easter rabbit. I'm a bunny. Oh, sorry, Hugh. Sorry. Uh, Alec Baldwin voices Santa Claus. And I, full disclosure, I'm not a big Alec Baldwin fan, but he's actually really good in this. Uh, Chris Pine is in there as Jack Frost, and he's really good. And the movie, I come to learn, was actually directed by Peter Ramsey, who directed a little movie you all may have heard of. It's called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It made a bit of a splash, and I think more people should watch it, but I'll talk about that probably some other time. But unfortunately, the movie kind of got a bit of a reputation because the movie did not do too well at the box office, so it led to a few layoffs over at DreamWorks, which is very unfortunate. For the, it's unfortunate for the people that did get laid off, but it also is unfortunate that more people don't recognize this movie as, um, as the great animated movie that it is. And I do believe that it is great. So you all should check it out. Yeah, I love Rise of the Guardians. It was, it was very high on my list as well. I always kind of joke that, uh, that if I like a DreamWorks movie, it seems to do badly at the box office. If it's one I don't like, like Boss Baby, it does super well. So go figure. But, uh, it's but, yeah, okay. I really... Nobody knows why why anyone likes Boss Baby. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but I really, really enjoyed this movie. The animation is so beautiful and detailed and full of, full of lore. I, I just, I feel like this had so much potential. I wish we could have gotten a sequel or a series even. I think it could have been really fun. Uh, yeah, the voice work, everything uh, is really great. And uh, we did a whole episode of Obscure Animation on this uh, a couple of years ago. So you should check that out. Uh, but I, yeah, I love Rise of the Guardians. So there also, we go. Also yeah. shout out to Jude Law who plays Pitch and is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so there we go. Let us know what you think about these recommendations and what are your favorite holiday movies to stream. Uh, we'd love to hear in the comments section. And Ryan, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at RyanCam20. Then there's, of course, my YouTube channel, which is just called RyanCam. Uh, we're recording this on a Monday, which means yesterday my video for West Side Story dropped. Uh, on Tuesday, which is tomorrow, my video for Taxi Driver will be out. And then Thursday, my review for MASH will be out. And then on Friday, I'll be covering the final episode of The Mandalorian Season 2. So a lot of content to look forward to. If you all haven't checked me out, please give me a chance. I put a lot of time and effort into the channel. And I just recently passed 115 subscribers. I'm at 116. So I am in uncharted waters. So I'm very excited, and and uh, now is the time. You'll be on the ground floor and all that. Yeah, you all should definitely subscribe. It's really fun stuff over there. And uh, make sure that you're following me here at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Please check that out. And also make sure you're following me at the Hallmarkers Podcast. We've got lots of fun interviews. Got to interview Fran Drescher, which was 
amazing. Uh, and I also got to interview Alicia Witt this week. And so those are two, some pretty fun interviews. So make sure to check over there, Homeworkies Podcast, all your holiday coverage. You'll love it. And uh, yeah, make sure that you are f- following us all over social media and, uh, and, um, and check out our patron page. We really appreciate that support. And we also have our merch store, which has tons of fun designs. So check that out over there. We appreciate that support sales all month long. And uh, thanks again, everybody. And next week, we're going to be doing something special because there's all the movies that are released on Christmas Day. And we are going to be watching them and then doing a live stream version of the Hidden Gems podcast. And we're going to talk about them. So that's going to be fun. We're going to try it out. You have to let us know what y'all think. So there we go. That is our thoughts. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.